Don't you just love it when you get a peek behind the scenes to get the full secrets of how someone has put together their business or how they're doing something? So that was a call we did on Clubhouse and I thought you might like to hear the replay this week and get those secrets that we shared. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ Podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now, here is your host, Julie Hood. So two things before we get started. This week's episode is a replay from a one-hour clubhouse room that I did with one of my favorite friends, Mimi Langley, and we dug into all things online courses. She asked some incredible questions. So just to give you a heads up, it is an hour long, so you want to time yourself. This isn't the usual short 15-minute episodes. And then also... If you are listening to this close to October the 2nd of 2023, we are doing the topic and title challenge for a rock star course, and I'm coaching with folks all week. You can still get in. So go to topicentitlechallenge.com or the link in the show notes, and one person is going to win my 24 hour course creator program. There's a few things you have to do. So check it out. Come join us. If you're thinking about doing a course and you've been tiptoeing around the idea, come jump in and get some momentum going. I'd love to have you to get to work with you. We've got some incredible folks already in the group. So come join us and enjoy this clubhouse replay. I hope you learn an idea or two you can use. Hello, hello to replay listeners. Welcome to Women in Business. I'm Amy Langley. I'll be joined shortly with the course creation expert, Julie Hood. I'm so excited because she is the one that knows about creating an online course. So Hey, Julie. Good hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> I'm excited to see you here. You know, we've collaborated in the past, so I'm very excited to bring um, this room back to back to Clubhouse. Hi, everyone. Welcome. If you're just joining us, you haven't missed anything yet. We haven't started um, giving out the goods just yet. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to go ahead and say hi, everyone in the room chat. Feel free to drop an emoji in the room chat. You can say hi. Bottom left of your screen is that little chat icon. I recommend clicking on it. Don't swipe. Hey, Shannon. Good to see you, girl. Diana's in the building. Tamisha's in the building. Um, also, at any point, if you have a question for Julie, by the way, Julie is the expert today. Uh, don't ask me about creating courses. I will just say, go talk to Julie Hood. So Julie is our expert. We have her for a full hour. She's going to be sharing with us basically what the title says, five things you should have when you're creating an online course. Okay, so we're going to go through those. She's going to go through those. I'll probably have some questions for her. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat, please. Um, all right, Julie, uh, I'm going to go ahead real quick, introduce myself, and then I'm going to pass it to you to do your intro. Um, Hey everyone, I'm Mimi. I teach women in business how to host rooms, how to moderate on social audio to grow their businesses. So Julie Hood, please tell the people who you are. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Mimi, for doing this room. Hey everybody, I'm Julie Hood and I am obsessed with helping people get courses and mini courses created so they can build their business and connect and help more people. 
so um today this is gonna be so fun i have so missed moderating with you mimi so i'm i'm glad you guys are here we uh spent some time figuring out what we could share with you guys today and i'm looking forward to talking about five different things that i want to make sure you have that will put you light years ahead of most of the creators out there so this is going to be so much fun and i get to hang out with mimi again hello sweetheart how are you <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. And doesn't it feel good to have a live room here on Clubhouse? Let us know, you guys. Put a one if you're excited for a live room. I know I am, Julie. So here we go. Um, do you want to just, let's just dive into, we'll talk about the pinned link in a little bit, but let's just dive into the first thing. By the way, replays are on. I know that there's some issues with saving replays. So what you can do is when the room is over, you could always come back to my profile or Julie's profile, scroll down a little bit and you should see this room um, as a replay. Um, but grab the notebook, grab the pen if you're able to, because I'm sure, we are sure you're gonna have ideas come to you when Julie brings up these five things. Okay, so make sure you write those ideas down so you don't forget. All right, Julie, do you want to dive into number uno? Yes, let's go. Okay, so the first thing I want you to think about is who is it that you want to be helping and who is it that you're so excited to help them move forward, solve a problem, fix, uh, give them a solution, that kind of thing. And what, uh, let me caveat this just a little bit. So sometimes um, some of my students will get stuck because they're like, I have to have a niche. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you don't have to have a niche. That's not what I'm talking about. What I want you to think about is who is it that you want to help? And what are some things that are common about the folks that you work with? So I'll give you an example, like my people, are very busy, they have a lot going on, they wanna do a course, but they don't wanna spend six months on it. And that's kind of the common theme. So when I'm talking about things, I'm always trying to reach that person that's in that same situation. So how about you, Mimi? What would you say is kind of a common thing about among the, the folks that you help? Put you on the spot Oh here. my gosh! <laughs> Well, I definitely help uh, women who are in business, you know, whether it's a side hustle, they're doing it full time, or they have a nine to five, you know, well, side hustle. Um, so yeah, definitely for sure, uh, because I, I teach them, you know, how to utilize platforms like Clubhouse, you know, to get visible, make more sales, grow their email list. So, um, and for sure, I think the women that that I have coached in the past, I think a lot of them are busy, Julie. So I'm glad that you brought up that example. A lot of them are busy. So with social audio, the beauty of it is it doesn't take much preparation, right? All it takes is really your voice. Show up with your phone and talk and bring your expertise that way. So I love I love that you, you brought up that example. I have a question though. Is that of okay? Of course, of course, yeah. So I feel like people get tripped up on this, on this first thing, you know, who are you trying to help? I think a lot of people, you know, not always guess, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a guess in a sense. So do you feel like clarity will come? Like at some point you're like, okay, I think these are my people. And then can you just update the course later? Like how much time should we be putting on who are we trying to help? Oh, such a good question. So I don't want this to hang you up. I want you to just kind of take a stab at it initially 
and it actually helps you more on the marketing side of things even more on the than necessarily the course creation side of things because like for example you know that you primarily work with women so if an opportunity comes up and somebody says hey i have this men's group that i want you to talk about moderating with you might decide eh, not really my audience so you would kind of skip that opportunity but you're going to be all over women in business the clubhouse club because you know your audience is there so that's the first thing the second thing is it can change so you know you you kind of take a stab at it you play with it a little bit i know i started initially way way back with a certain group and then i was like yeah this is not my my group not my tribe <laughs> and so then i shifted into more of who i knew that i wanted to be working with so you can definitely shift it just don't put a lot of very very specific things into your course you can keep you know keep those really specific things um, either as separate lessons, so if you need to change them, you can, or kind of keep it easy to adjust. But the the goal is we do kind of want to have that image of the the person that you think you're talking to, because it just helps so much with the creation side of things. So does that help? Uh, no, that helps a lot because I know I I'm, I know I'm not the only one in this room. <laughs> That it's like, it's like, okay, well, who do I actually help? Am I being too broad? Am I being too narrow? Like, am I being too detailed on who I help? You know, what if you are though, Julie? Like, what if you really like, do you know what I mean? Like, get really like, this is my person. Like, do you think that's also necessary, not necessarily a benefit if you get too, too detailed because then you're missing out on your course helping others that are outside of that bubble? So I love this, and I forget who first said this to me, but I thought this was so brilliant, in that you can have a person that you talk to, that you speak to, that you generally look for in your marketing, but then your course can help anybody that wants to sign up. Like you aren't stopping anybody else, you know, if, if um, the guys that wanna come learn from you, Mimi, they totally can. <laughs> So it's the marketing side of things that you're sort of targeting a bit. And uh, but it's the the course and the things you teach can resonate with whoever wants to join you. You aren't excluding anyone. So that's part of it. The other uh, piece of it is I come across so many people who they stop because they think they have to have a niche. And I had a, a student of mine last last round that I was working with, and she's like, oh my gosh, you mean I don't have to pick one? And you don't. You just kind of want to have that general idea of, hey, this is kind of the person that I think I want to work with. So don't let the word niche or niche or however you say it, I kind of hate that word, honestly. <laughs> don't let that hold you back from moving forward so that you can, but we do, we do want to kind of know who we're helping, but don't let that particular phrase or that step stop you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then last thing, I won't harp on this any longer. You guys, I could talk about this first point for like an hour. <laughs> Because it's such a big deal. I know like I get in my head a lot and I'm sure there's others in this room that do too, which again, stops us from actually making the the, the course. Come on, you know, um, can we be like, if, if we're just getting started, which, you know, this is a lot of this is for beginners, you know, your first time creating a course, if we're just getting started, is it okay just to, I don't know if you want to say this course is for women who are busy. Is, is that good? Like, is that clear enough? Yes, yes, 100%.
and you know having having one kind of qualifier when it's that big one like you're gonna get a ton of people with that okay (laughs) so yep okay okay (laughs) julie i like this again if you guys have any questions feel free to drop them in the chat. Um, hand raising is on. So, uh, you know, we'll take one or two people at a time just because I know uh, Julie's time is sensitive right now and I have her for an hour, which I'm really excited. So Julie, uh, we'll talk about the pinned link. I'm very excited about this, um, but let's jump into number two, if you don't mind. Yes, yes, yes. So I want you to make sure you're picking a topic that people really want to learn about. And I'll give you an example of this. I was talking with one of my one-on-one clients yesterday and she's incredible. She helps people with their health. And as we were talking through things, I was thinking about it and I was like, yeah, they need this, but do they know they need this? And are they willing to pay to fix this? Like, this is, is this a problem that is something people will pay for? And um, the other example I was sharing with her, I was telling her about, like right now, um, the roof underneath my porch had gotten wet. And so some of the um, uh, drywall, uh, part, part of it had come down. So it looks terrible. Every time I go out my front door, it bugs me. But I'm like, uh, you know, how big a priority is this right now? And I don't know who I would get to fix it. And it just feels like a big headache. And so I haven't fixed it. And those are not the kind of problems we want for a course. Instead, we want something like, I'll give you an example here. Um, uh, A few weeks ago, my elderly uncle had gotten sick and we're having all kinds of issues with his health care and helping him and figuring out where to, where he needs to be and finding him uh, a nursing home. And it, it's just a whole huge thing for a big chunk of the family. So this is a big problem right now. And we're at this place where we're willing to pay somebody to help us fix and help him and get him situated. And so that's that painful problem or that big problem that's kind of taking over that that definitely is something people are willing to pay for. So before you jump into something where you're going to spend some time creating a course and pulling things together, let's make sure that it's something people are willing to pay for. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about next week during the challenge. And I'll give you guys a few ideas here too, is that you want to see are there things for sale already about your topic and a lot of times people freak out when they're like oh somebody's already doing this so i'm not going to create a course about it and that's the kind of the opposite of the way you want to think about it if somebody's already doing it and they're already selling it that means that there is already an audience out there people are buying and they know they need to buy (laughs) so i get really excited when i see things for sale already because um, a lot of times we'll buy multiple solutions to a specific problem. Like I've probably bought six different Facebook ads courses in the, you know, over the past few years, trying to figure out Facebook ads from different people. And so if um, somebody who was had a unique angle on it was like, oh, there's already tons of Facebook ads courses out there. I'm not going to do it. As long as they have kind of a unique way of doing it, something, their their own experiences, put put another course out there. You know, you'll, you'll find that there's uh, people who buy multiple things about a topic. 
So that's where I want you to think about on number two is, is that topic something that people want and are willing to pay for the solution for? So how does that land, Mimi? I mean, honestly, it makes me a little nervous because <laughs> it's like, you know, you put so much time and effort into something and you're so excited to get it out there. And then sometimes it's like crickets. But I think that could also be the marketing side of things. Right, Julie? You know, um, it's not it might not necessarily be the topic that you're trying to teach. Um, but I wanted to I wanted to bring this up and let us know if you've used this in the past. I love the idea of seeing if other people are making courses about this. I love that idea. But what about also just turning to your audience if you have one, even if it's a smaller community, you know, and polling your audience. Is this something that you guys want to learn right now? Or, you know, what, what do you think about polling your people? I love it. And a really kind of good way to do this, let's say you have an email list and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a course about XYZ. And I'm just wondering if folks are interested. And if you are, can you click this link and I'll make sure that you're on the wait list and you get the best deal on the offer. So that that way you can kind of gauge, okay, are people interested? It's not 100% because until they actually pull out their credit card, you don't know for sure you know, whether they are interested in buying or not. But at a minimum, you can see like who raises their hand and said, oh yeah, that's a topic I'm curious about. So definitely a good way to get started. Even even Clubhouse Rooms, I think you could do um, like a poll in there and say, especially if you've got maybe two different ideas that you're like, which one should I do first? You could do, uh, you know, one or two, which one are you most interested in? Uh, uh, getting from me next, that kind of thing. So lots of ways to sort of pull and connect with your audience. The other thing I like to do is go out to Amazon and see if there's books about your topic or not. If you can find a couple books, that's usually a good sign too. That means that there's some folks who also know about this topic, know that this is an interesting uh, concept to be sharing. So check that's another little tip is check amazon for books so lots of ways to check it out wait should we be should we be seeing where like those books are ranking to see if it's like a a relevant topic or just look just search like our yeah it's kind of two levels so the first level is like is there even a book about this <laughs> if you don't find any books about your topic then you might want to pause and be like okay so this isn't uh something that even has made it to Amazon. And if that comes up, then I want you to make sure you know where your people are hanging out. So like maybe there's some specialized forum somewhere just about your topic that that's where you can connect with them. So if there's no books, you gotta take that next step and figure out, okay, how am I gonna find the people who I know would be interested in this? If there are books, then you can kind of look at and see, you know, have they sold any you can kind of get some ideas on the rankings and then um since you're asking such good questions mimi i'll give you this other little secret <laughs> is you go into the reviews of the books and you see what people are saying and especially the negative reviews because that's where the holes are that's where there's opportunities for you so when somebody you know says oh yeah they didn't i was really hoping they would cover this topic in the book and they didn't Julie yeah Julie. Yes. oh my goodness i hope everyone just caught that
fire reaction, that was huge because I'm always talking about, you know, you like read the comment section, right? Read the comment section to see what people are needing. Like, what are their pain points? And I love the fact that you just said, don't stop at just looking at the book, like on Amazon, go in there and read the reviews, especially the negative ones to see what they missed. That was huge. That was really good. Uh, thanks. Yeah, that's a great place to find those openings, those places where people are are looking for more solutions and they haven't found them yet. So I noticed Catherine raised her hand. Hey, welcome, Catherine. Is there a question we can answer for you? Catherine with the C, you are muted still, girl, just in case you are talking. And then maybe glitching. If you are talking, we can hear you. So if you can hear me, if you want to hop out of the room and come back in, we're in women in business, just in case you don't find the room if you leave. Women in business. Okay. We'll give her a second because she also may be in the matrix. So we'll see. I know Ka the other Catherine with a K had a question. She'll be coming up shortly as well. Um, and then I have a question too. Um, actually, not a question. I just want to bring up an example of of uh, polling your people because you can poll your people right here on Clubhouse. A lot of us are on Clubhouse. I mean, obviously, we're on Clubhouse right now, right? A lot of us use this app. You could be polling your people because I'll tell you guys this. You know, I was sitting with this for a while. You know how sometimes we get it in our heads like, oh, my gosh, my people, they they need this, right? Because it's so important to us that we think it would be really important to them. So I'll give you an example. Like for me, I'm always trying to teach, I'm like, know your moderator buttons, right? And any social audio platform you're choosing to go on or any social media platform for that, that matter, like know your buttons, know what they do, know where they're located. It will make you feel more confident. You know, it will give your listeners a seamless experience, exact, you know, et cetera. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this has to be a course or like a mini course, right, Julie? Because it's a huge deal. So I pulled my people, um, I put up a Google form when I was hosting a room, okay, right at the very top, pinned link, I put a Google form and I said, while you're listening in on this room, can you just vote for what you're needing right now, what you're needing help with right now? And it was moderator buttons versus their bio. And I, you know, and the bio in my mind, of course, it's super important, but I'm like, moderator buttons are more important. <laughs> and the bio won, Julie. So there's a lot of power in, um, in you know polling your people <clears throat> anyways yeah oh that's such a good example and and then i think there's this balance between giving them what they want and giving them what they need <laughs> so i like to think of it as i'm gonna sell you what you want and and include that but then to make sure that you're successful to make sure you get that result to make sure you get to the outcome I'm going to give you what you need in the course. So, for example, Mimi, you know, you knew your folks were interested in the bio. So that becomes a big part of your promotion in the course. A big part of what you talk about is, hey, I'm going to give you all these secrets to um, your bio and I'm going to teach you how to moderate. And then in those lessons about teaching you how to moderate, that's where you're going to explain all those buttons because you're right. They have to know that to be a good moderator. So balancing out what you know they want is the marketing side and then what you know they need is the outcome result making your course successful 
Wow. Okay. I'm getting a lot of clarity on this, you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying yourself as well. I know Catherine with the K came in. Also, shout out to Priscilla. Um, she says, app is very glitchy today. Yes, girl. <laughs> Make sure you guys have the latest uh, of, of Clubhouse, the latest app update. Because I know there was one like a day ago. There could be one this morning. Who knows? Um, I hope you guys can hear us. But if at any point you can hear us, just put like a number two in the chat so we know to do a mic check. Um, before we get to Catherine K, because she had a great question, just real quick while we have people here, Julie, do you want to just mention the pinned link? Um, I mean, the title says a lot, but I just want to give you some space to to talk about that for a second. Yeah, thanks so much. So next week, we are doing the topic and title challenge for a rock star course. It's free and you get 15 minute lessons each day to help you figure out like, which topic should I do? How do I come up with my title? How do I figure all this out and get feedback? So in addition to the, the email lessons, wait, 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 Julie, and feedback, wait for free. Exactly. Yeah. I spend the, I block out the whole week so that I can help people. We have a Facebook group and I'm in there, um, giving ideas and thoughts on what I think about your ideas. And then at the end of the day, um, 6 PM Eastern, we jump in and do coaching calls. So it's a zoom call every day next week and I have so much fun because I get to connect with so many cool people and hear about what they're doing and their ideas and their courses so it's a blast and there's no charge so come join us I know some people like to charge like to get the zoom calls and I'm like oh no 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 that's the fun part you guys get to come to that for free so uh, hopefully you can jump in if you haven't yet um just put your email in and you'll get on the list and we'll be we're already rocking and rolling in the Facebook group so I hope you all can come join us and get going on that uh, honestly, for next week. Julie, I honestly didn't, I only thought you were just going to be emailing, you know, like a lot of people do when you sign up for like a free challenge like this. The fact that you're going to be um, doing like the Zoom calls and giving feedback. Wow. Okay. Make sure you guys, I mean, we're talking about it today. Some of it, right? Like you're going to actually have Julie by your side for, for, a week. So here we go. Um, Catherine had a hop down. So I'll message Catherine. I know Catherine behind the scenes. Um, but let's just answer it out loud just in case anyone else wants to do this. So she was mentioning um, what if she wanted to use like her clubhouse audio, you know, the audio that she records while, you know, she's hosting a room, if she wanted to use that and make a course. Um, and she was asking, uh, can you not download the audio anymore? So yes, you can still download your audio if replays are on. All right, what you're gonna do is instead of going to your profile, like we used to to do it, um, for right now, this may change like in five minutes, but for right now you can go to the house that your replay is from and you can download it that way. So there we go. All right, I'm gonna check back in with Catherine with a C who's on stage with us just to see maybe she's back, maybe it's working for her. Catherine with the C, do you want to unmute and ask your question if you're free? Okay, okay. We'll give it a little time, Julie. Just want to make sure I didn't miss any questions in the chat. Yeah, maybe Catherine, if you if the mic isn't working, maybe you can type it in the Ooh. chat. And I did know we had a really good one in here from Shannon um, in the chat too. So let me hop over yes, thank here. thank you, Julie, for catching that. Yep and find it back okay i just had it where'd it go 
Um, she was asking about. Yeah. Oh, she's yep. coming up on stage. Excellent. The fact that we got Shannon on stage, girl, this is OG Clubhousers. Okay, go ahead, Shannon. Hey, hey. Oh my goodness. It's been a while. <laughs> How is everyone doing? I am absolutely loving this room right now. I'm actually in the middle of creating a course, so this was perfect. <laughs> so I hopped on in. Um, Julie, I had a question for you. I um, am creating a course to help women um, launch and create a scalable virtual assistant business. And I was thinking of doing a beta round because I want to create as I go. I already have like the full layout of what I want to talk about, but I also want to be able to create as I go too. So how much content do you think you should have inside a beta round um, when people first join? And then also like, how should I convey like, okay, everything isn't in there yet. And I would love like feedback as we go through to, to make it better and have a, <laughs> I don't know, just be able to create more um, aligned lessons for those who are in it to create a better experience. Oh, I love that, Shannon. And a couple things. You said the key thing when people asked me about doing betas, the key thing you said at the beginning was that you already have an idea of what you want to share and you've got that outline and you've got some of that content already laid out. Um, so that's the number one most important thing. The number two is you've already t sort of mentioned it is you give you make sure that people know like this is the first time you're and I'm going to let you in at a big discount, but I still want you to have them paying you because when you give it to them for free, there tends to be less commitment on actually participating and actually helping out. And so I always like to put a little note on the beta courses and say, hey, you know, this is the first time through. You're going to get the initial course from me and I'm giving it to you at a big discount. If you like it at the end, I would love it if you could give me a testimonial. So you set that expectation at the beginning that they are going to give you a testimonial so that then at the end when you ask for it, it doesn't feel icky like you already they knew that was part of the deal of jumping in and it'll be perfect for you because as you're going you'll get questions and you're like oh yeah i can add a, a short lesson on that or oh i should also um make sure i do this so i love that concept of doing the first one that way just make sure people do pay you for it so that it's um they've got some skin in the game and then i can keep going if you want me to mimi <laughs> Well, let's check in with Shannon just to see how she is with that. Yeah, I definitely agree 100%. I actually just posted something the other day. Uh, if you charge something, if you give something away for free, it loses it, its value. So I really want to definitely have it being charged. But also, yes, uh, I agree with a good discount on it. Um, and I was thinking of like these beta round members will get like maybe lifetime access because it will be ever growing based off their feedback and things like that. Um, so yeah, I love that. And yeah, I have literally the whole course mapped out by lessons, but I'm like, I kind of want to drip it in a sense to be, be able to be get feedback as they're going through to maybe add lessons as I go. So what are your thoughts on that? Maybe adding like the first two modules, each module has about five or six lessons in them. Um, so 
do you think that would be enough content to get them started and then kind of move through? Oh, totally. Especially since it's beta, they they should be okay with the fact that it's not all going to be ready yet. And I am curious, are you doing any kind of live sessions or Zoom calls or Q&A sessions? Will you be doing those too as you go through it? No, I've, I've kind of been back and forth on that. Um, I thought in my head, I was like, oh, well, maybe for this beta round, just to make it a little extra like bonus to give like a couple one-on-one calls to help them like work through their personal um, roadblocks while they're building their virtual assistant business. But um, my main goal for this would be more um, just a passive course in the future, uh, just because I still do a lot of VA work um, on my own end. So I can't fully do a lot of like weekly coaching or uh, monthly coaching. So, but yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. (laughs) So I do like the live, uh, like doesn't have to be long, but I do like like a weekly 45 minute or an hour session because it kind of builds some community and it gets them used to giving you feedback and keeps them on task. Because sometimes uh, I know I've had folks who they jump in, they're all excited at the beginning, and then they don't keep going. It's that accountability piece of it that sort of keeps them on task. So, and you wouldn't have to do that every time you offer this. I was just thinking more for your beta, it might be helpful. Um, If not, the other thing you can do is show them how to use a tool called Loom. It's at loom.com and it's a really quick way that they can give you feedback. They can just, you go to Loom, you click the record button. You don't even have to have your face on if you don't want to. And then they can be giving you some feedback. So that's an alternative too. If you don't want to do the Zoom, like a Zoom call, you could have them doing some kind of Loom or audio feedback just because you do want to be getting some ideas back from them. So just a thought. I love that. And I have one last question to get the feedback. Um, Would you suggest maybe inside each lesson, maybe at the bottom or inside each module, maybe um, having maybe a form like a feedback form um, that they could fill out or instead just maybe this first round, just do these calls um, or maybe both? Yeah, I like both. And I also really love having um, the comments turned on. So depending on where you're putting your course, uh, hopefully you can turn on comments so people can jump in there and leave comments for you just typing in a quick sentence or two. So that's another, like I would give them as many ways as possible to to get a hold of you so that you are getting the feedback from this first beta round. And then later, if you want to turn some of them off, you can. <laughs> so Okay, great. Thank you so much. And I might hop back up for more questions, but I really appreciate you and your time. Oh, Thank thanks you. for being here. Appreciate you coming. I love answering stuff. So thanks so much. Awesome. awesome. Julie, can I just say that Shannon, I mean, your course is going to fly off the shelves, girl. It's, it's, I mean, your, your Instagram is always amazing. So just wanted to give you your flowers. Okay. Real quick. Um, she mentioned the word lifetime access. And then I know we have three more things you should have, but can, when she said lifetime access, I kind of stopped for a second because I think this is important because a lot of people, um, promise lifetime access. Is it okay to put that wording there, Julie, when someone buys your course? 
so not a legal advisor definitely you want to check with your attorney on this i like to say for the life of the course so that way if at any point you decide you want to take it down um you know life of the course is maybe a little bit better phrasing but definitely check with your attorney on that one <laughs> okay you know i had to ask oh of course i'll always give my opinion <laughs> you know <laughs> I love it. Okay, I want to check back in with Catherine with a C because I did see her participate in the chat. Catherine with a C, are you able to unmute now and see if we can hear your voice? That bottom right okay. microphone uh, button on the screen. Okay. And she also might, it just might be glitching super badly for her. So Catherine, if you can hear us, drop your question in the chat, girl. Okay, um, let's go ahead. Why don't we go ahead and, and go to the third thing that you should have when creating a course? Yeah, Julie. thank you for remembering where we were at for me. <laughs> okay, number three is I want you to have a very specific result, outcome, transformation, pick the word that you like, but have something specific that is the result that I'm going to get when I do your course. So I don't really want like the ultimate guide to marketing. That is too vague and too like, what's the result? Okay, I'm going to learn how to do my like, no specific result there. But if you do a shorter course that says, hey, the ultimate guide to creating a landing page that your uh, prospective clients sign up for like crazy, that's very specific. It's a landing page and it's going to be converting like crazy. So that imagery, that specifics, that's what sells. So when you're putting your course together, have that specific result for your students. And in general, I will say with probably like 95% of the course creators I work with, their first course tends to be way too big and it comes from such a good place like they're trying to help people have all this knowledge they want to share and they want to give as much as they possibly can but it creates a couple problems first is it's a lot for you to create so it tends to like take forever to create it also it becomes a lot for your students <laughs> So I had a friend of mine and she was in a course the other day. She said, Julie, I went into it and it had 54 lessons. And I just like, but you know, it was so deflating to feel like I had to go through that much to get to the outcome. Cause your students remember busy and they want to get to that result as quickly as possible. We don't really buy 54. courses. But Julie, Julie, 54 lessons. I know, right? Yeah, I don't think she finished it. She said they weren't long, but still 54 lessons. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we've got this sort of packaged up for people so that they can get to an outcome and to a result as quickly as possible. So sometimes that means you'll have to take some of those things that are extra, that aren't absolutely necessary, and make them either more courses or make them bonuses so that people can get that result right away. We wanna make sure that they jump in, they do the work and they get to the end as quickly as possible. So we're gonna have a very specific result that you're taking them on. Like this challenge next week, very specific for you all. By the end of the week, I want you to know what your topic is and know what your title is. Not, oh, we're gonna um, put together an online business for you. That's very general, like very specific topic and title for your course. So that one's pretty straightforward, Mimi, but any questions there? 
Yeah, well, I do have a question, and this is probably more so like obviously the marketing side of things, like what's the result, but should we be using those, you know, are there key words that we should have in there to kind of push people to take action? Like, you know, um, sometimes people put will put time in there, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, scale your business in 24 hours, like, you'll, you know, that's the result. Or, like, I don't know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, is there... Uh, like something that to make it like stand out when you're put when you're thinking of putting your result sentence together yes yes so anytime you can use numbers that always feels concrete and especially for your left brain folks it gives them something to grab a hold of so using numbers is always good um talking about your audience if you know it you know for working moms for moms of toddlers you know those kinds of phrases can also really help and um let's see what are some of the other things i like to do having like three things so sometimes your subtitle can be a place where you put in things like so you can do this quickly easily and in and save hours every week or save five hours every week those kinds of things you want to make sure that you can support them if you you know if you say save five hours you, you don't just make that up <laughs> i think some people do like you want to show that you've saved five hours um if you use those specific numbers but when you can't that's also a good way to kind of describe it and get that result concrete in people's mind Oh, can I ask real quick, um, you know, we're, we're claiming this is the result you're going to get from the course, but it's never 100, right? Like, you know, it works because it's worked for us and it's worked for maybe many of our clients, but it might not necessarily work for that person. Is there like a disclaimer that we should be putting on the page or don't worry about that? And I know oh, definitely, definitely need disclaimers. And I have an episode of my podcast. I will put the link in yes. the chat here. And it was when I spoke with an um, internet attorney. So she specifically works with people who are doing an online business and who are uh, trying to know exactly what they should put into their disclaimers and put on their websites and their privacy policies and all kinds of things. So um, it's episode 85 and Heather Pierce Campbell is her name and she's got some free things I put in that episode. So definitely check her out. She can help you. And there, there are rules, especially um, when, if you're giving any kind of dollar amount sorts of promises there are disclaimers that you need to have and i like to just have disclaimers in general that say you know this this isn't uh this will depend on your efforts and your time and the way you uh perform things so you know it's not a guaranteed result use the right phrasing but that's the general overall kind of message you want to be including so that you put a little bit on the student like you're gonna have to do do some work <laughs> to make this happen so yeah thanks for bringing that up oh no i love that see you guys like i'm just i'm throwing these questions out there because these are questions that i wonder and i'm sure a lot of you probably wonder the same thing and if you didn't now now you're wondering <laughs> um can we just check in with the listeners we see amazing people in this room Susanna's here desiree's in the building prissy we saw your um uh, Ray, we saw your question. We'll definitely answer that. Chris is in the building. Carmen's here. Uh, we have Dr. Shari. 
Josina Jemmy's in the building podcaster. Um, okay. So let's check in with them. How are you guys feeling? Is this, are you digesting what Julie is saying? Uh, let us, let us know, put a number seven in the chat. If you, if you got, if you guys want Julie to keep going, um, we'd love to see those sevens roll over in, in the chat. Remember to click, click on the chat icon. Don't swipe, especially if you're on an iPhone, cause you might disappear. So click on the chat icon. <laughs> awesome. All right, Julie, uh, we'll talk about the pinned link again, but let's go to number four first. Let's get this one going. Yeah, this is a this is a really good one. So I want you to make sure your course is consumable so it's not too long and not too short. So we we sort of dug into this a little bit already, but I want to get into more specifics. So like we said, 56 lessons, not not the best for your students. But let's say the topic you're teaching really does take that much. And I, I did a course last year. Um, all about getting going on Kajabi, and it is huge. It's a ginormous kind of course because we really dug into a lot of the details. But in order to make it manageable, there's a couple things that I did. Number one, I broke it up into individual, I call them modules, but each module then had lessons about a specific topic. So that way, if somebody wanted to go and look at the part about creating your website on Kajabi, they could go to that module and just do that piece of it. So that's part of making your course consumable is thinking about how am I going to arrange these lessons so that my students can figure out where things are and get to the right answers as quickly as possible. So sometimes you'll have a course where it's chronological, so they need to go through it in order. So say that at the beginning, like you need to do these lessons in order and um, it, they build on each other. So make sure you do them in order. Or sometimes it'll be like this Kajabi course where if you just want to see the website stuff, just go in and look at that section. So give that to your audience so they know kind of how to manage it. And then the other piece of this is kind of the length of your lessons. So what I mean by that is how long are those videos that you're sharing? How long are, if you have audios or if you have some, some text, I had a course the other day, I jumped in. The first thing was a 45 minute video right off the bat as the introduction. And I was like, Oh, I don't have 45 minutes right now. I don't really want to jump in on this. So I like to tell my students, think about somewhere between five to maybe 15 minutes is a good length for a video for your students. And if you need to go more, just have a reason why it is. So if you can break up your lessons that way, because then they're going through, they see a five minute video, like, okay, yeah, I got time for that. I'm going to watch this lesson. Then they get to click that little button at the bottom that says, um, lesson completed and every time you do that you get a little endorphin hit in your brain like checking off the to-do list i'm checking off the lessons and i'm moving through the course so make it consumable make your videos a good length not too long and um make the course so that your students know how to go through it like what's the order what do they need to do so those are just a few things there's a bunch more but that's kind of the the, the main concept of making it consumable. So anything on that, Mimi? Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> I 
know I always have a question. Um, I'm like taking notes as, as much as I can. I love the idea of just keeping it five to 15 minutes. Although I even think 15 minutes could be too long, honestly, if there's a lot of lessons in that module. Um, but I like that time frame. Um, how, like, is there a formula? Like, should I have three modules, four lessons underneath each one? Like, I don't know if you want to spill that right now. But is there something that you like to go off of, or is it really just depends on what you're teaching? So ultimately, your topic is what's going to decide for sure how many lessons need to be there because, you know, it's going to take what it's going to take to be able to teach it. But in general, this is just kind of a benchmark. I don't like to see a course that has more than six modules with six lessons a piece. So that's like around 36 to 40. If you need more than that, then let's think about, you know, can we break this into two? Can we um, have an outcome, a beginner outcome, and then a more advanced outcome? Or, you know, how can we make this a little bit more manageable? Just a general benchmark, like I said, that Kajabi course I did, it was way bigger than that because it had to be in order to cover everything. But that just gives you a general idea as you're sort of laying out your outline and thinking about it. That kind of gives you, okay, this is sort of where I'm at and this feels like a manageable course. I love that, Julie. I love it. Um, and the intro video, just real quick. Um, because I like what you mentioned, like, you know, guide, guide your students, let them know, hey, go in order, right? It will serve you best if you go in order from, you know, module and lesson to module and lesson. So do you recommend every course should have an intro video? Yeah. 100%, 100%. And then also um, teach them how to navigate your system. So depending on what tool you're using, sometimes they're a little different so you can tell them you know hey make sure you click that mark is completed button because it'll keep track of where you are in the course or um, my course is up at the top they have a search button that's so fantastic like if you want to go in and search how to do website you type in website and it'll give you the lessons that all talk about doing a website so um you know show them how to do that show them how to use it's called breadcrumbs um which is like navigating through the site and the different modules and the different lessons show them how to do all that so include those things because we want to make the process of taking the course as simple as possible so they don't give up i was in um i buy a ton of courses because i like to see what people are doing really well and then maybe some things that maybe not so well <laughs> and so i was in this um experts uh it was kind of more of a membership but this the stuff was all over the place like i couldn't figure out where do i start and like where is everything and it, it was just a disorganized mess. <laughs> so that's not, that's what you don't want. Like you want to give your students a really, really good path through your course, a really specific direction of here's how I want you to use it. And then even I'll give you this little bonus ninja tip, give them a checklist. So something they can print out, they can have it next to their computer. And as they're going through, they're making notes and they're checking off as they're going because it helps them stay focused and stay organized. So just those little things can make your students so, so, so much happier. So that's number four is like keeping really focused on 
uh, how you're pulling it together and making it uh, manageable. Gosh, all of the things I really did not think about, Julie. So I'm happy that you're bringing this up. And I also got an idea for you. Okay, tell me, tell me. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you a lie? Sure. Should we? Okay, I'm just going to spill it. So I think, and maybe we could even do like a mini room on this, um, but also maybe this is something that you could put together, but like building a course on a budget. Um, and we've talked about this because, you know, okay, where do I host the course? Like, you know, what kind of equipment do I need? Like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So building a course on a budget, that could be a fun room. Yes. Oh, and I got this cool tool we can use. Yeah. Okay. Putting that on the list. I just wrote okay, well, it down. Now we have to poll. We were talking about polling earlier. This is where you guys come in. Everyone who's still listening in the room. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, do you guys, would that interest you to listen to something like that? Can you put a number three in the chat? Building a course on a budget. I just love that word budget. <laughs> so I see Shannon's reaction. Um, okay, so I know we have one more left, and we have about eight minutes to go, Julie, before we end today. And Prissy, is she still here? Yes, she is. Okay. Uh, uh, Ray, she had a question earlier. So I want to go ahead. Let's dive to Ray's question. Um, I try to invite her up, but I understand, you know, sometimes we're just in listening mode. Um, did you see, it was under Prissy Poodle, Poodle. that's Ray's uh, question. Did you see that, Julie? Do you want me to, it's a little bit of a paragraph, but do you want me to read it out loud, or do you want to go ahead and read it? Yeah, let me read it here. She says, okay. I'm a former adjunct professor who taught psychology. I'm familiar with creating course content, but there's a ton of self-help and psychology books. What other content should I create? Oh, such a good question, Ray. I'm so glad you asked this. So one of the things that, a couple things here. First is you, the way you present the material is almost as important as what the content is. So what I mean by that is when we're thinking about um, learning, okay, I wanna learn how to be a moderator on Clubhouse. Who do you wanna learn from? Well, 100% Mimi, cause she makes it so much fun <laughs> and her rooms are so much fun. So you know, she knows how to do it. <laughs> and could there be some um, YouTube video or maybe an Amazon book? Yeah, maybe, but it won't be nearly as good or nearly as accurate and as current because you know that Mimi is the one out here. So because you have that professor title, you can use that and then take your stories, your unique situations, your uh, things that you have helped people with, and make it yours so that's why um and and this is kind of a fun concept to talk about um mimi is a lot of people have been asking me about using ai to create their courses and so i've been experimenting with a ton of the tools that are out there that are supposedly like write your your course in you know 10 minutes use ai to create your course and here's what i'm seeing is it's an interesting way to get started. It can give you some initial pieces of the puzzle, but they're bland and they're boring. And the reason is they don't have your stories. They don't have your experiences. They don't have your teaching model and the way that you help people. And so um, using those to kind of get inspired, I think can be really good, but I would not rely on them too, too heavily. Like. I was using one yesterday because I wanted to test out this tool 
and it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't wonderful either. And so I was going through and I was changing things and I'm like, okay, this is no good. And let's take this part out and let me add this phrase and highlight this and bold this and put these headings in. So lots and lots of editing and changing. And then the other way you can use some of that AI stuff is that it will give you inspiration. So I was reading through and I was like, oh yeah, what about this other thing that it didn't think of, but that it inspired me to think of. So using it that way is kind of um, the, the way to use AI. So back to your original question, Ray, about there's already stuff out there. It's your uniqueness and your your stories and the way you teach that's going to attract your students. So yes, there's lots of stuff. You just make it your own. So that's part of what we're going to talk about next week in the challenge is how do I make these things unique and how do I um, make them mine and what can I do to make the make it uh, stand out. So uh, we're going to be doing that. And then I have this new tool that I'm going to share with everybody on how to use it to help with that. So um, I'm excited. It's going to be so much fun. Um, so hopefully yeah. that answers her question. I don't know if you're still here, Ray, you can, you can tell us if, if that answered your question or not. And on like, seriously, Julie, though, like Ray, if you're able to sign up for the free challenge, cause this is like what you need, what a lot of us need right now, figuring out the topic and the, and the title, the I feel like, I feel like a lot of us may have the topic down, but the titling is where we get stuck, you know, trying to perfect that and be in our own heads. And the fact that you get feedback from Julie for free yeah <laughs> sign up tell your friends about it too tell your friends and i was also going to say julie like um because with psychology there's so much to talk about right i'm sure you taught a lot like different angles of psychology and maybe even pulling something that you're super super passionate about you know a particular topic that way you'll actually get the course done because you're so into talking about it so just something to think about from from an outsider's perspective um okay <clears throat> julie Number five, girl, this is the end of it all. Number five. <laughs> so this one is, you need a really good, intriguing title. So here's what I want, how I want you to think about this is when somebody reads your title, does it make them go, hmm, I wonder how she's going to teach that or, oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what that's about. That curiosity building title, because it's the kind of the first thing that pulls them in and hopefully they'll read more and they'll find out more and they'll get to know you more but let's have that really really good title to kick us off and i'll give you a few of the things to kind of help you as you're thinking about your title um the first one we've talked about being specific so we're getting that specific result the second one is who is it for so I have a course called the 24-Hour Course Creator, and it is obviously for people to jump in and get their course created over 24 hours. We don't do it 24 hours straight. We spread it out, <laughs> but 24-Hour Course Creator. Um, when you can, and this is kind of also tied into that, really active, dynamic words with numbers. So one of my very, very first things that was online, it was an ebook, which don't do an ebook, but it was an ebook um, that sold for $14.95. And it was called The Organized Writer, 30 Days to More Time, More Money, and Less Frustration. 
So the had the numbers in there, the 30 days, um, had who it was for. It was for writers. It, and then we had the three kind of active words, more time, more money, and less frustration. So using active dynamic words is always good. If you can, alliteration and rhyming, it sounds really good to our ears. So when I say topic and title challenge, that alliteration of all those T's sounds really good, kind of gets your attention. Um, uh, so alliteration and rhyming in your titles. And then the last thing is to add a subtitle because it gives you a, another, a little more space where you can talk about it a little more. So you've got that short phrase title when you need to share it quickly. And then you've got that subtitle to offer more benefits and more description. So that was really fast. I hope that wasn't too fast, Mimi. <laughs> no, I'm well, I don't know if anyone else is writing like furiously, like I'm jotting it down. I mean, first of all, I'm always in awe Julie, because I signed up for your 24 hour course, you know, creator. And I was thinking in my mind, oh my gosh, I'm going to get my course done in one day. I'm so excited. <laughs> but I yeah, love and, and that's kind of the curiosity building. They're like, am I going to work 24 hours straight? I was like, I don't care. Okay. Get this course done in one day. Come on, Julie Hood. Um, but I love, I love how you, you played around with that. You know, something I would probably have never thought to use that 24 hour thing. Yeah, and it gave, what it did is it gave my students some structure because a big challenge when you're doing a course and if you end up kind of doing it yourself is you'll get down rabbit holes and you'll start on something and then it what's supposed to take an hour takes eight hours and you're like, oh, we didn't get enough done. So the way it's set up is I've got hour by hour and I say, okay, this hour I want you to go do this. And then at the end of the hour, we're going to stop and we're going to go to the next step and then spend an hour on this. So that that structure was what part part of what made that course more interesting and unique from all the other courses that are out there. So that's another way you as you're putting your course together, thinking about how can I make the structure different? You know, is it a, a weekly thing where they spend an hour a week and do X, Y, Z or a daily thing that, you know, is there some kind of structure you can put into it for them to help with that? Because that'll make your students happier too. Because they're like, oh, I just need to go through and do what you say. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness. I love it, Julie. This is, I mean, this is, I, I can't wait for next week. Uh, I will be signing up. You better believe. Um, even though I did the 24 hour course creator, like I, I, you know, I'm in my head. So if you're in your head, I think this challenge will definitely help you. hundred <laughs> percent. And come back. Like, hopefully you're doing another course. Like, let's talk about your next one. Just it's, it's so much fun. And I've been doing this a long time. I shouldn't even tell the people, Julie, because I almost fell over when you told me how long you've been doing this for. So over 20 years, that very first ebook got released in 20, 2002. <laughs> so um, yeah, long time. But the cool part about that is it's given me a lot of time to explore different industries and kind of see what's working and what doesn't work. So I can bring that when we're talking about your topics and be like, well, you know, this one I love. This one might be a little tougher to find your students or, or this one is gold stars run with it there's lots and lots of places to get hold of people so that's always fun to get to pull that industry experience into as we're talking through 
So hopefully y'all can come join us next week. We're going to have a good time. Okay. You know, I got a last poll and I know you're like, Mimi, stop. stop. It's Friday. I don't want to poll anymore. But if you've signed up for the challenge, put a number. What's your favorite number, Julie? Favorite number. Oh gosh. I really like seven. I know you're a big seven too, but I really like seven. <laughs> I've never heard anyone hesitate on their favorite number. I thought they were just going to drop it real quick. Okay, we could do seven because, you know, I love seven. Yes. Um, put a number seven if you've signed up for this challenge. Topic and title challenge. Put a number seven. We'll give you some shout outs over the mic. Who doesn't like to hear their name being called? Come on, you guys. Number seven. I know there are already a couple in there that I saw say that they have already signed up for it. Uh, Ray is going to be there. That's going to be so awesome to have her there and to see what she comes up with when she's done with the challenge um Jimmy too awesome awesome can't wait to work with you that's gonna be fun I love it see listen this has been so much fun and I appreciate you doing this room with me um this is something you know I obviously I teach about moderating and hosting rooms on social audio and part of that is to sell your stuff you guys and there's a lot of people out there they have all these brilliant ideas but they don't know how to put it out like create something and so that's when you bring in people like Julie Hood to help you with that part. So um, I think we align really well together, Julie. I think we need to come back and, and do another room together on course creation. If I would love that. You were so much fun to moderate with, Mimi. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We'll go ahead and leave 10 seconds of silence. All right. This gives you the opportunity to do, you know, your last clicking uh, for the free topic and title challenge. If you want to go ahead and add Julie or myself as a friend. Uh, feel free to do that. Feel free to say your goodbyes in the chat. We appreciate everyone. Have a beautiful weekend ahead. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with Mimi and the folks who were asking questions and got an idea or two that you can use. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on next week's episode. Take care.